Our gospel reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 13. Jesus put before them another parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but throughout the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who's been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of the Lord. I was grateful for today's gospel in a different kind of way this week. With everything going on in the world, my last few sermons, it seemed to me, have been pretty heavy. And this one could be too, of course, the parables can be as challenging and as heavy and as hard as anything, but I don't have it in me to go there again today. I'm not sure what was going on in the news the day Jesus rattled off these parables about the kingdom of heaven. It seems impossible they were having a year like we've had so far in 2020, but who knows. Whatever the case, I found myself just wanting to muse about Jesus' penchant for painting a picture of the kingdom of heaven, those mustard seeds, that yeast and flour, the treasure in a field, the merchant, the fine pearl, the fishing net, and all the rest. I and countless other preachers and theologians have dissected and theologized and philosophized and pontificated about the deep meaning behind each of these parables. Volumes have been written about the meaning of that little mustard seed. Tomes have been written about the treasure in a field. Pages and pages and paragraphs and paragraphs have been penned by fine pearls and all the rest, too. So usually when this gospel collection of Jesus' parables shows up, I pick one and I run with it. I add my two cents to what so many smarter, more faithful preachers than me have already said about any one of those images of the kingdom of heaven as Jesus describes them. But this time around, I decided to wonder about all of them together. And I thought it seemed possible that maybe Jesus is more like brainstorming with himself or spitballing at a board meeting more than he is 
preaching to or teaching the disciples anything he's absolutely certain about the kingdom of heaven with these parables. This whole section, after all, in Matthew's gospel begins with Jesus taking a seat by the sea and then getting into a boat when the crowds show up and surround him. He may not have had any intention of preaching and teaching that day about all these things that he had to share in the end. So I'm just wondering, what if this litany of parables is more than Jesus musing out loud and trying to find the words himself to describe the kingdom of heaven to his friends and to his followers in some way that makes sense to them? After all, all those parables, full of their metaphors and analogies and illustrations and teaching moments, don't frankly, in their details, have a whole lot in common with each other pearls and treasures and nets and yeast. But taken together, I realized that their message and their meaning seem to say two pretty simple, but profound, holy, inspiring truths. First, the kingdom of heaven is all around us, all of the time, in simple, surprising, everyday things. Seeds and fields, treasures and pearls, flower and fishing nets, and more. And second, you know it when you see it. So first things first. The kingdom of heaven is all around us all of the time. And I'm not talking about samples of the kingdom, not images of the kingdom, not illustrations or metaphors or analogies or mere approximations of the kingdom. But I believe the good news of Jesus was and is that the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is alive and well and around us now, right where we sit or stand and out there in the world too. And again, we know it when we see it. We feel it when it finds us. We are moved by the kingdom when we sense that we are moving within the kingdom. So I wonder, have you seen it? Have you experienced it lately? Have you witnessed your life and your faith coming together in ways that might have felt a little bit like heaven on earth? If you were by the sea in Galilee, spitballing with Jesus about what the kingdom of heaven might be like, what would you suggest to keep the conversation going? I have plenty of ideas and I'll share them with you, but I would love to hear yours. And so this is where the crowd participation portion of the sermon that most Lutherans would only do by way of Zoom happens. So I thought I'd take advantage of it because you can share your ideas with me or with everyone using that chat feature that we practiced at the beginning of worship. You don't actually have to talk in church is what I'm saying, which I know is terrifying to the average Lutheran there. If you want to be even more shy and anonymous, you can send me one of those private chat messages and I'll share your thoughts with the crew and I won't say who said what. Where have you seen the kingdom of heaven alive and well in your life or in the world in spite of all of the crazy, sad, hard, experiences that we have been facing these days. Thank you, Tammy.
yes. Plural baptisms, because we're baptizing some Fox Lodwick babies later today. In laughter, thank you. You can keep them coming if you want. Here's my list. I think the kingdom of heaven these days is like Holy Communion in your living room or your kitchen. There's some more. I think the kingdom of heaven is like an acoustic guitar and a cleverly turned lyric. Something like John Prine or the Indigo Girls, if I could pick. Speaking of a cleverly turned lyric, I read this poem this week that was written by a four-year-old with a book deal. I'm not sure if the kingdom of heaven is like a four-year-old with a book deal, but this poem is pretty great. It's called Coming Home, and the little boy who wrote it's named Nadim Shama Sorgen. And this is the poem, Coming Home. Take our gloves off, take our shoes off, put them where they're supposed to be, you take off your brave feeling because there's nothing to be scared of in the house. No caves, no monsters, no witches, no bees, no howling sounds. You don't need your brave anymore. Wash your hands, eat lunch, go get cozy. I think the kingdom of heaven is not needing your brave anymore. I think the kingdom of heaven is the smell of puppy breath. I think the kingdom of heaven is like making love and meaning it. I think the kingdom of heaven is being able to offer forgiveness fully and to receive it fully, just the same. I think the kingdom of heaven is the perfect gift, given or received. Someone said the kingdom of heaven is in the grocery store when someone helps you reach something on a high shelf. I think the kingdom of heaven is like baseball's opening day and the Buckeye marching band taking the field on a perfect fall Saturday afternoon. I think the kingdom of heaven is a well-earned vacation. I think the kingdom of heaven is justice done and mercy extended and gracious generous compassion. I think the kingdom of heaven will happen later this morning 
when the body of Representative John Lewis is marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama one last time as part of his life's celebration. I think the kingdom of heaven is when the healing comes. And I think it's also the ability to muster hope when the healing does not come. I think the kingdom of heaven is saying goodbye and walking out the door for the very last time, knowing you've said everything there is to say. I think the kingdom of heaven is the ability to preach a sermon with no words. I think the kingdom of heaven, like someone already said, is like laughter that brings tears and belly aches and more laughter still. I think the kingdom of heaven is that sound or that scent or that song or that season that pleasantly surprises you with the memory of a moment or a person or a place you hadn't thought about in a really long time. So today, and in these days especially, perhaps, we're called to see and to be the kingdom of heaven for one another and for the sake of the world. And today, Jesus reminds us that we are surrounded by the kingdom at every turn. God is relentless about showing us the kingdom of heaven in our midst. And I think Jesus means today to open our hearts and our minds and our eyes so that we will see the kingdom of heaven more often, so that we will rest assured, so that we will be at peace, so that we will find joy in its fullness on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.